0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation.
1: Oh yo 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 I had to add some extra ones in there for y'all today. What is going on? It's Corbin. Uh today another episode as you already know. Hoop ball presentation. You know where to find us on Twitter. At hoopball tweets online hoop hoop-ball.com Where can you find me? Oh, glad you asked. On Twitter at Corbin MBA. Listen, y'all, it's been a day. I mean, I'm, we're recording this on the 13th. I'm not even gonna pretend like we're doing this. this, this, this today. This 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 day's been insane. Um, James Harden trade. Unless you've been sleeping under a rock or at work, that happens too. Uh, you may have. Not realize that this big four way trade came literally out of nowhere unless you saw some of the the tide turning uh the night before, but here with me to go into this and 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 a little bit more here my friend fellow s b c alum uh n b a podcaster and writer for uh business um uh business casual basketball and unwrapped sports he's gonna show some more of what he's up to but at a- aaron washington at a underscore a underscore r o n twenty five my bro, how are you?
0: Fantastic, man. I'm just trying to keep up with all the insanity that's been going around the NBA today, man. But it keeps us on our toes. It keeps us engaged, and you know that's what we're here for, man. We're here for the drama. We're here for, you know, all the excitement that comes along with the uh, just the NBA in general, man. So glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity of letting me jump on your pod and just talk some ball this evening. Glad to be able to reconnect with you, man. It's always a good time to talk hoops with you, man. So I'm pumped to be here.
1: Hey man, I appreciate that. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I just have to—you don't understand the scheduling process. The life of Corbin is not as clean as yours or others. So I got to get it ironed out, but I'm happy to have <laughs> you on. Um, and it's only fitting that uh, an event like this would occur that day. So I- I'm glad. Let- let's kind of break into it, y'all. We've had—it's been a crazy deal. So breaking down just the players, James Harden is a Houston Rocket no more. Uh, if you remember the. Just crazy loss they had to the Lakers, which I mean the way the Lakers are playing was expected, but the Rockets' effort was kind of listless. Uh, they just didn't have that fire. James Harden looked totally checked out. Afterwards, he basically said he'd given it all and he, he's out without actually saying that. So that happened the next day. Today on the 13th, he sent to Brooklyn. Uh, the Rockets get a package that includes uh, Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, uh, Dante, and Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, Donta Exum from the Cavs. Rodeon um, Kuroks from the Nets, along with a plethora of picks from Brooklyn and one from Cleveland. So you have uh, a 2022nd first rounder from Brooklyn. You have a 2024 and a 2026. You also have the 2022 uh, first round pick from Cleveland that was originally from Milwaukee. And you have pick swaps in 2027, uh, or 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027 with the Brooklyn Nets. So that's, that's the haul that the Rockets got. The Nets got hardened. That's really all you got to say about that. They also got the three years and 41 mil that come with that, but I think they're fine with that for now. Cleveland, out of nowhere, end up getting Torian Prince and Jared Allen, who, I mean, restrictive fate is coming right around the corner, uh, and Cleveland already has a, a plethora of big. so that's interesting. And then Indiana got the guy they originally drafted a couple years back in Karis Verse. And, I mean, We can tackle this however you want to start, Aaron. But I guess the first thing is, what were your thoughts on what Harden said the night before? And and did you anticipate a trade definitely coming the very next day? Uh, You know what, man?
0: Like, what Harden said last night, I think, shook all of us up and really just reminded us that he was really asking for a trade like that. I think in the Mm -hmm. past few games, uh, you know, maybe not last night's game because that was an absolute train wreck. But – You know, before that, you know, things had kind of like calmed down a little bit. We hadn't heard much from his end. You know, he was playing the game. John Wall looked good, Wood looked good. And I can't speak for everybody, but at least for me, I'd kind of forgotten just how bad things were in Houston for a little bit of time. Um, You know, they competed, they were fun to watch. And uh, I kind of put it out of my mind. But, you know, last night, and I really didn't even notice prior to the clips on Twitter that Harden had kind of, you know, given some signs within the game that he was just really frustrated. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Corbin, but he mm-hmm. um, threw the ball kind of like out towards John Wall's way. Yeah. He was on top of the sides of the court. He chucked it over there. It was almost a turnover. John Wall was frustrated, hardened, looked like he checked out in the middle of the game. So, I mean, the writing was on the wall based on like what we saw on and off the court last night. And after that, I knew a trade was imminent. I wouldn't <laughs> have picked today as the trade uh to go through, but in any case, man, it kind of just threw me for a loop. But uh, I'm glad that Houston got off of Harden because he has been just an, an incredible pain in in the behind for the past few weeks, man. And just for the fact that they could get off of that saga, that story and move forward with a nice piece and in Victor Oladipa, one of my favorite players, is a great development man. But across the board, I think every team got what they wanted. I don't think any there were any huge losers in this trade. Um, Even the Cavs, you know, getting a guy like Jared Allen, it's a low price for a nice big. And 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 at the end of the day, they can kind of ship out Drummond and kind of ride with Allen as their long-term center. So I like the deal for every side. Um, We're going to have to see how this all shakes out in the future. But, yeah, overall, man, this is the way the NBA works. And, man, I cannot wait for that Brooklyn Big 3 to get on the court. And um, you you ready for the reality TV that's to follow, man? Because you know it's going to (laughs) be insane drama, man. We need camera crews to follow these guys around the league for all the nonsense they're going to just stir up in the, in the days to come. So I'm I'm ready for it, man. Let, let's, let's get the, let's get the show on the road.
1: No, you said in terms of entertainment, value, I mean, the NBA, they, it's always said this league, but like, Oh my goodness. Like just when, you know, you had, and it still is a problem, but uh, you had players that were, you know, unfortunately missing games not only due to COVID exposure but contact um, contact tracing and everything and it was like wow you know are we should and it's just still something that has to be evaluated in terms of uh, the future of at least the upcoming <laughs> months here for the NBA you know it was again kind of kind of you know we're seeing the product on the floor kind of diminished for players getting in and we're like okay you know watching the games what's going on especially with how wacky this year has been and then of course out of nowhere just what would seem to be a, a normal uh, blowout loss to a Lakers team that you know, granted is good. And then James Harden just goes off rails. And you're like, whoa, that's, that's different. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. the, very ne- <laughs> the very next day, for me, I think I knew it was going to be a trade once DeMarcus Cousins made his comments this morning. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was – I mean, you don't see – We've seen this happen before. Anthony Davis requesting a trade from the Pelicans. Jimmy Butler requesting a trade uh, from the Timberwolves. And, and there's been tension there, of course, because any time a, a star player or any player really publicly requests a, a trade and is uh, somewhere along the lines of, I can't win here. As fellow teammates, you're like, well, that, what does that say about me? That, that already is a, is a mark on the team, whether it's uh, announced vocally or not. But when you right. light up the bridge like you did there for Harden, and then that's the result and the response you get from these teammates – that's when I'm like, yeah, this this isn't sustainable. Like this isn't sustainable. And I, I for me, like you said, I don't see a clear I don't see a loser at all in this trade. I think that Houston's a big winner. Because you have so many guys who are trying to work back from different things. I mean, you have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, who've been not able to play the last couple of years, or at least at all to their effectiveness, due to injuries. You have Steven Silas, a first-time coach after 20 years as an assistant, really getting his first shot and then immediately in this dysfunction. You have role players, you know, David Nwaba and others who are trying to make um, um, their their way back. You have Christian Wood trying to cement his place in this league as a budding star. You have all this going on, and James Harden's, uh, for lack of a better word, antics totally was submarining any positive progress this team had had and honestly you want to feel good for this team it's a team of and for for lack of a better word are currently underdogs and this is weird saying among like stars at, at points like john wall and demarcus cousins but that's where they are and so you get rid of what honestly was a cancer in the locker room and Harden, you bring in another guy who you know has his own questions in old depot not in terms of personality as much in terms of just future after this year but you have someone who's going to play hard whose personality should fit with the rest of these guys. And as John Wall said yesterday, you want to have a certain attitude permeate, uh, whether it's player 1 or 15. And now you have more of that uh, with the inclusion of Oladipo, who's, you know, he's not hardened, but he's not that far off either.
0: True, true that, man. Like, with Oladipo, it's just a matter of where his confidence is at. And y- you can see the signs from what Indiana has been doing the past few games that he's looking more like himself. He's somewhere between where he's been in the past couple of years and where he was before. He's starting to get closer to his old self. And the numbers bear that out. You know, you're looking at like 20 points a game, uh, about, you know, four boards, six assists, something like that. Um, you know, pretty decent shooting from three. So the signs are there that he's that he can be that guy again. And it has me thinking that Houston is banking on him being closer to an all NBA player along with John Wall. And those are two reclamation projects that are just fun to watch because I think those two can form a very potent backcourt with Oladipo not having to be the primary ball handler all the time. Uh, John Wall being able to assume his role as a distributor, let Oladipo kind of spot up more and, and, and come off screens and things like that, like he's been doing in Indiana. And then yeah. both of those guys have a really nice lob threat in Christian Wood. So uh, I see those two as working out really well. And then let's talk about the defensive end, man. Like (laughs) both of those guys can get down in the stance and and D up some guys in the backcourt. So um, although Houston's ceiling has been drastically lowered with Harden heading out, I I think they're going to be very potent and formidable. And uh, I picked them as the ninth seed um, prior to the season. You know, I I had them finishing still somewhere around there, like play in tournament, um, you know, somewhere between like seven and nine, something like that. So, don't sleep on the Rockets, guys, because I think they're still going to be out here and make people work for these wins, especially if Oladipo, Oladipo continues that progress we've seen from them so far. So I'm excited to see those guys work together, um, you know, just from the standpoint of those guys coming off of uh, their injuries, just proving the haters wrong, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're, they're uh, as weird as this to say, League Pass team uh For me moving forward, because you're right, like the fit, we can kind of see what Steven Silas would do with all these pieces on the court. Like you said, offensively and defensively, it clicks a little better. It'll be more of a a homogenous style of play. You know, it's not going to be mainly through one guy. I mean, you have, uh, I guess in Wood, like a clear kind of alpha, if you will. But you have guys like John Wall, like Oladipo, who have been the guy and still can be at times. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins as well. It should be a lot of fun, like you said. And, yeah, this team, I mean, for one thing, their attitude, you see they wanted to win. It was getting um, deflating to kind of see Harden's sort of laissez-faire attitude towards it. And then have, um, you know, these players still have to kind of deal with that and 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 show up and have to answer questions and, and just be in this drama now they can do what they wanted to do to begin with let their play do the talking and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch but i need to ask you we have these two other teams that are just so weird in, in their inclusion um i mean one more so than the other but let's talk about the more of the obvious one in indiana who is now getting carousel vert uh they do get to avoid um, uh, Victor Oladipo's future. There was no way they were going to be able to pay him. They do shed a lot of salary in, 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 in losing him and getting someone to cast Levert, who at 26, a young piece, uh, he's young. I don't know. I, I think as far as maybe a, a future piece to build around, but definitely a solid uh, part of this core as currently constructed in my mind. But what are your thoughts on Levert's inclusion? And I think it's kind of fun to have him kind of go back to the team that he was really drafted by.
0: Yeah, that is a cool story, man. Like I kind of, I'd forgotten that he was originally drafted by Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in 2016 as the 20th pick. So, you know, with Karis Levert, not a lottery pick, not a guy that I think many people saw as like the super crazy hyped prospect, but, you know, he's come to the league and he's had his outburst. He's had a 50 point game. He's had, you know, some 40 point games and he's proven himself to be a, a really potent scorer. Um, you know, he's had some injury issues, but I think, in light of that, you know, with his production, I think he's on a very fair contract. And uh, you know, you're looking at a guy that comes in here, and he's only making. I mean, he's making 16 mils. So I mean, this is not a guy that's paid, you know, a minimum or anything. But you know, that's a fair <laughs> payment for a guy that can come out you can come out here and get you 40 points. But overall, for Indiana, I was surprised to see them in the deal. Uh, but I, I get why they did it with all the deepest uncertain future as it pertains to his free agency. You know, he could have left for nothing. So good on Indiana by getting a guy that has two more years on his deal left after this season. Uh, And he's still in the the prime of his career at 26, a little bit younger than Oladipo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it should be a nice fit with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. I think that's another backcourt that's going to be nice and fun to watch. Uh, It's going to be able to, you know, produce a lot of points and make things happen. And, I mean, don't sleep on LaVert's ability to be a playmaker. Six assists a game this season. He's going to come in here, and he's not going to be a ball stopper. Uh, he likes to iso, but he has the ability to keep the ball moving. So I think Indiana's really going to like him. They have a really gritty approach. They have a equal opportunity offense, and Lavert fits, fits right into that philosophy. So, you know, I didn't expect I mean, these guys to be on the move, but um, I, I think it works out for Indiana. You know, they're still going to be in the mix. They've had a great start to the season, and I see that continuing with the addition of Lavert, who's He's got his issues, but overall, a great player. And at this stage of his career, maybe even slightly better than Oladipo. Uh, would you say that, Corbin, at, the, at this point in his career? How does he match up to Oladipo for you?
1: You know, it's funny. I Yeah. I mean, as a shooter, uh, let's be real. I mean, Oladipo's had at least a, a down year and a half for him. Uh, but as yeah. a, spot, a three-point shooter, I guess I would give the edge to Oladipo. Well, not, I guess you know I would. But in terms of you're right. Uh, being a little bit younger, having more, let's be able, being more crafty, I think, around the basket and and, and, and being able at this stage of his career uh, to get there more than Oladipo was. You know, Oladipo's uh, resorted more to jump shooting over the last couple of years, some of that due to injury, I'm sure, and just kind of working his way back there. But uh, Levert's a crafty finisher, man, like you said, and, and, Ooh, yeah. and you can't sleep on his dis- distributing ability because six assists is solid for, for off guard, especially one who's kind of be given the ball to work with um and manufacturing points on a regular basis he's not your traditional point guard but he has that size at like six 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 seven and he's proved it he, we've even seen last year uh in the bubble the last couple of games and even in that playoff series against the raptors where they were definitely making Levert less of a score and he was still getting like crazy 16 assists 18 assists in, in a game so yeah you're right i think at this point more of a driver of of a complete offense alongside someone like a Magda but someone who can play off just as well, and at this stage of his career, is probably more capable capable of these uh, huge explosions scoring wise than Oladipo was, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know, we're, we're talking about his ability to to drive and be a factor at the basket. <laughs> that's that's something that defenses are going to have a hard time containing, as both of those guys just running it down your throat on it, like every offensive possession. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm looking at his free throws per game, and they're down from last season. But there's no denying that Lavert loves to drive to the rim. And, you know, for him, it's more about being crafty. Uh, with Brogdon, it's it's a little bit of craftiness, but it's also just his upper body strength. So those two are going to wreak havoc. And then, um, you know, there's also the ability to space out a little bit. Not so much for Lavert, maybe. He's an average three-point shooter. But um, Brogdon, on top of that, oh, yeah, man. Like, I love I love that combo. They're both. Bigger guards, they both have um, some size about them. So mm-hmm. I, I love how they're going to pair together, like just being aggressive. Both of those guys are not afraid to make it happen at the basket. So that's that's going to be something to, to keep an eye on for sure if we if we got the Pacers on League Pass.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it has to happen for certain. Um, and then I guess we, we got to talk about Cleveland. It is funny. I mean, basically for their part in parting with that uh, 2022nd first rounder for Milwaukee and Donta Exum, they get two – uh, really one really interesting piece, another a solid playing in Prince, but Jared Allen, who uh, shame on Brooklyn for letting him go. I get it. You know, you had that <laughs> a fight that shouldn't really be a fight between Jared Allen and DeAndre De- 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 Jordan, like who at this stage of their careers is, is, is more worthy of being a starter. Like politics side in this, you know, KD Kyrie conundrum. Are you kidding me? Like Jared Allen was a stud. And now he's going to Cleveland where, I mean, you already have what Larry Nance Jr., uh, Andre Drummond, the, <laughs> JaVale McGee, you have all these bigs already, I'm probably mm-hmm. missing like five others, but Jared <laughs> Allen someone I think you can use as a clear building block alongside that Sexton backcourt of Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, and you have Isaac Coral and you have Kevin Porter Jr., like s- somewhere in this collection of Kevin Love and these other veteran bigs, you have the makings of maybe the next Ray Cavs team with these younger players coming in, and I'm sure just like the Cavs. I mean, it's weird, but the Cavs acquired Andre Drummond. I was like, I'm sure they have a plan in acquiring Drummond. And now <laughs> they acquired Jared Allen. I'm sure they didn't just acquire Jared Allen for nothing. They have to think right. they want to keep him long-term and the opportunity cost for getting rid of just that, that pick and, and X him, I think it, you just couldn't pass it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Like l- looking at the Cavs, you know, on paper, it seems a little weird that they'd acquire another big man where Darius stopped at that position, but right. then it, it's, I think the GM, the, the front office for the Cavs, they really really just want options at this point. So now you can say like, well, in the backcourt, we can ride with the the Sexland duo, as they're now called. You know, you can go out there and you can, you know, Windler hasn't played a game, I don't think, in his career yet. Yeah. He's still winning in the wings. Very good um, young swingman out there.
1: Literally. Um, you know, <laughs> literally,
0: man. Like,
1: yeah, in the uh, wings. He's there. He's a wing now, waiting to get that action. You're right. He's, he's a solid, from what we know, you know, what we've seen before yep. the NBA.
0: Exactly, man. So, I mean, they, they have – they're starting to build some depth, and that's what I've been, been impressed by with the, the Cleveland front office recently. Torian Prince, another great wing. That's, you know, really that 3D archetype that we're, we're used to seeing. That's, mm. you know, going to be a very valuable piece for them. So now they have depth. They have a nice combination of vets and young players. Drummond and Love can be a bridge to the next generation. They can teach those guys. They can still assume a a pretty large role while kind of letting those other guys kind of flourish and have their time. So uh, Cleveland is starting to make something happen. I think if they continue down this road, um, they're going to be in good position. Now, the question now is, what does Allen get? Uh, Because Jared Allen – I think he was extension eligible. He didn't receive an extension. So he's going to be entering a restricted free agency. That's going to be a fun uh, storyline to watch. So if Drummond walks, what kind of offer does Jared Allen get? That's going to be uh, the next big story for them. But, yeah, you know, that, that they're making some good moves out there, man. So I'm happy for the Cavs. And I'm from Cleveland. So, you know, I'm, I've got a little bit of a <laughs> uh, uh, horse in the race, too. So I'm all for this, man.
1: There you go. Exactly. I mean, in Torian Prince, you get a guy who, I mean, let's not get it twisted. He's 26. He can swing between the small four and power four position. Shoots a three okay, plays defense okay. I mean, he's an okay player, you know. Uh, And for Cleveland team, that's a nice depth piece, you know. That's someone right now, uh, they've been hit hard with absences. And mind you, uh, very little of it is COVID or contact tracing related. It's just injuries, unfortunately. So you're going to get almost immediate help uh, you know, with those two guys, but long-term having someone like Tony Prince, there isn't the worst thing in the world, uh, for a Cleveland team that is still trying to find its way. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, uh, mad at any of it. Like you said, this was a trade that you, you rarely get the trade that works well for all parties involved. Uh, you know, Houston didn't get the young player that, that, that one piece they were looking for, but they did get a, a heck of a load of picks, basically making up for a lot of lost in the Westbrook trade and they got, uh, unless you want to call Q-Rooks, uh <laughs> that nice young piece, <laughs> but Victor Oladipo obviously being that guy. Uh, for Brooklyn, you got exactly who you wanted, Harden, you know, and that's gonna be interesting to see how mm-hmm. that all works out with them. Uh, Cleveland, we already mentioned them. The Pacers, they have a solid, they have a solid group. This is a, this is a solid trade for all. I guess the one kind of question I have to close out this is that, you know, there was a lot of talk before this trade kind of came out of left field. In fact, I did a poll. It wasn't huge when We got like 30 votes, but it was like which team was more likely to make a trade for Harden? Was it Brooklyn or was it Cleveland? And I mean, not, or, or was it Philly? And yep. uh, 10% said uh, Brooklyn, and everyone else was saying it was Philly. And so obviously, Brooklyn won. But in my mind, what do you think? Just a hypothetical here, since it, that's all it will ever be now. Um, as far <laughs> as the Philly to, uh, or the James Harden to Philly move, how, how, how would you have felt about that?
0: Uh, I was I was skeptical, you know, honestly, at this point, man, on to, you know, put it to be real. I was skeptical of pretty much everywhere he went or could have went uh, for Philadelphia. You know, that dynamic with him and Embiid would be interesting. Uh, you know, I don't think Harden has a great track record of playing with a, a post dominant player like Embiid. Uh, the Dwight Howard experiment didn't work out well. Um, you know, he had a nice relationship with Capella that worked out pretty well, but Capella is not a guy that's going to command a lot of attention. He's just, Hey, I'm gonna set screens. I'm gonna rebound. I'm gonna go and catch lobs. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's, that's mm-hmm, really good. Mm-hmm. But Embiid is not Clint Capella, man. That's a totally <laughs> different beast. So nope, I feel like they would have, yeah, like those two, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they would have worked out. I mean, it could have it been a great pairing, but I, I had concerns about that. So if Philly had done it, it's like, okay, I, I get why you do that. You know, Harden has a lot of upside there as as far as just being an, an all-NBA first-team player. But, um, you know, there's concerns as well. And it, I think they could have made it work. But it, I think it would have been a, a challenge for sure. But, I mean, hey, the challenge is in Brooklyn too. So, I mean, I can't sit here and say it wouldn't have worked out. We'll, we'll never know, I guess. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was a little bit wary of that one, man. Like, those two guys <laughs> – Not sure if they would um, be the biggest fans of each other on the court or even off the court.
1: Exactly, and I'm, I'd be more even concerned about that Philly fan base. you think you could pull the stunt in Houston uh, oh, in Philly. Man. I saw how they turned on Al Horford, and mind you, Al Horford as a person, great as a player. Yeah, he didn't bring what Philly expected, but imagine you get someone in, in, in Harden who, you know, uh, he's quiet but can be, I guess, abrasive in his actions as we've seen, and you have that and declining goods as far as uh, quality of play. Oh, man, it'd be a toxic situation all around, alongside, like you said, Embiid, who is not afraid of letting his voice be heard and is not someone at all in the scope of Clint Capella, uh, outside of being a big and having some decent, um, uh, uh, great, I mean, rim finishing. That's really about it. So, yeah, that would have been rocky. I think for me, I would have been even more concerned with Ben Simmons and Houston, because personality-wise, yeah, Harden and, you know, um, Harden and, I can't think now, Harden and (laughs) and Embiid would (laughs) have been interesting. I lost the words. I was trying to say Simmons so bad, but Harden and Embiid (laughs) Would have been a uh, weird fit personality wise, but we've seen a, a, a top, you know, top five two guard or top five player, top two guard in a dominant center out before. You know, once you get mm-hmm. the personality and stuff kind of set aside, uh, the blueprint is there. There even is a blueprint for those who didn't get the personalities uh, kind of aligned throughout their tenure and still be successful. um exactly. Having uh, Ben Simmons there, that's different. And having him in Houston would have been kind of clunky with. Uh, Christian Wood, in my mind, like the pick and rolls would have been interesting for certain. But then you saw oh, yeah. John Wall. You know, yeah, that would have been nice. Just between those two, that two man game uh, between both of them, it, you know, whew, something else. But John Wall still there. uh, Someone who, you know, would stop probably still presumably playing more on ball. But would he be giving more of the ball or acquiescing that more to Simmons uh, being the prize, you know, piece brought back in the trade? How does that fit with DeMarcus Cousins, the P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon and others? It's kind of weird. You know, you're building around Simmons, but Simmons has these games as he's had in Philly this year, where he can be dominant, you know, putting pressure at the rim, attacking the basket, um, rebounding well, and then have games where he just seems content to be like a very elite role player. But unfortunately, that's not what Philly wants him as or literally anyone else. They want him as a star to kind of do more than just rebound and pass the ball, um, put pressure on the offensive end. And so I wonder if Simmons' occasional uh, passiveness in terms of playing would have affected them in a negative way.
0: I can see it happening, man. Simmons has been just maddening with his play so far this season. Uh, Very underwhelming from, you know, offensive production standpoint. And it's really a shame that he doesn't even want to shoot. You won't even just kind of accept the opportunity put in front of him. And it hampers his value. It hampers what he could do on a basketball court. So I think pairing him with John Wall would have been nice. But ultimately, you know, John Wall is not going to be a marksman. You know, Ben Simmons is a non-factor from three. So, I think it's it'd be a it'd be a clunky fit for sure they don't compliment each other the best uh you know there could have been some pick and rolls there you know john will help Benson his pick and roll I like
1: that yeah.
0: so maybe that I like on yeah one, fifty percent compatibility i'll' well, I'll settle there you know not there the best not the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I could agree with you there. I mean, in general, I think you would have had a clear winner or loser based off of how we interpreted uh, the moves, and it wouldn't have been as clean as this fit is here. So yeah, that is for sure. I think we like what happened. Um, there definitely is a whole new level of interesting here in the league and uh, a lot more to watch. And, and here's our early big spice up of the league so far uh, since the season started. <laughs>
0: dude this is
1: uh you know why not throw in a
0: little more chaos as if it wasn't already chaotic chaotic enough so now we have <laughs> another layer of drama to 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 kind of feast on her here for a little bit
1: <laughs> seriously man this league it is something else man <laughs> well that's sure. honestly the initial great breakdown of this but i'm i've been pumped honestly from wanting to have you on for a second but once i heard this i was like oh i need to have you on i'd uh watch your full video on instagram and if y'all are wondering what i'm talking about it is uh the no trade clause. Hey, I'm just gonna t- send the floor over to you, Aaron. Uh, what is no trade clause uh, for the listeners? Uh, what's it all about? How long have you been working on it? Like, let, let's get all of this down. You actually already kind of been at it with this initial uh, stuff that went on today.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're updating the page as we speak, actually, and it's been really cool, Corbin, wow. to work on this project uh, with the, the other people that have been a part of Sports Business Classroom. You know, you and me went through that course back last year, about August, and we had a great time while doing so. And it just so happened that um, SBC opened up a few internships for some of the alumni to be a part of. So you know, they had a content development internship open up. I jumped on the opportunity. Uh, They basically said they wanted to create a website similar to what early bird rights was. Um, Jeff Siegel used to work on that site. Um, Jeff Siegel was a part of our program as well. He spoke in the sports business classroom, but he now works at Clutch Sports. Uh, you know, he got that big, big time job, man. So, oh, he, yeah. you know, he's, he's legit now. So yes, he, he, left, he left a little bit of a void over there in the, the website space that covers, you know, player contracts, tracking salary cap information. So that's where we stepped in. We stepped in to fill that void, to offer people a, a resource that they can visit if they want to see how much cap space a team has left, how many draft picks a team has. Uh, they want to see a full NBA calendar with a lot of important transaction dates on it. So those are a few of the features we offer at No Trade Clause. Like we put in uh, so far uh, about three to four months of work on this, and we're just now getting to the point where we feel comfortable making it live to the public. Wow. So now at NoTradeClause.com, we are up and running. We have our cat pages ready to go. We have a transactions page. Uh, we've already input um, the trade for today, all the moving pieces. Uh, All the draft picks that have been moved are updated, uh, the cap figures and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we really take it upon ourselves to be uh, to stay on top of the things going on in our league uh, just to make sure it's all updated for the people checking this out. And, uh, you know, to be clear, Corbin, you know, this is a resource for fans, this resource for people like you. But it's Mm -hmm. also a resource for we're hoping that people inside these organizations of the NBA See us, and they realize that we are a very comprehensive resource for anybody that's looking for this kind of information. So we're hoping it appeals to uh, the casual, so to speak, and the professionals. So that's really our mission is just to uh, be that kind of MBA business resource uh, for people looking for that information. And hey, if you're a beginner and you really don't know a lot about this stuff, like what is a CBA? What is the collective bargain bargaining agreement? We have a whole cap rules page dedicated to just telling people about these terms, salary cap, when we dive into uh, you know, unrestricted and restricted free agency, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, we're gonna be doing articles up on there in the future. We have some other pages in the works. So um, that's kinda like what we're working on right now, man. Uh, we have our hands full with this trade, but we're having a lot of fun with it. And we're continuing to just share the word uh, and just update these pages and add new features as we go along here for the next few weeks and months. So, Super excited to be a part of this this project, man. It's been a, a lot of fun, and I've learned a ton just going through this and being a part of something like this. That's just a really huge opportunity and huge entity that we hope uh, just continues to grow as uh, we go down the road here.
1: Yeah, man. That is honestly just I, from the minute you announced it, I was immediately excited because now you, you said it with with um, early bird rights being gone, it was uh, it was kind of a void there, and you know being able to kind of go in and check out especially as people just learning or or people like myself who i'm i'm still you know i'm actually still kind of taking notes from the original recordings trying to get it all down but some of the the cap rules and 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 different clauses and stuff escape me you know in terms of oh okay that works or, oh okay this and that so to have a resource where you can kind of go in 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 real time see the moves that are being made see how it impacts the teams see it it just as pretty much it seems like a little bit after the deals are done. Yeah. Not only for a casual fan, are you there for someone who's podcasting one to gain more information on how this whole thing works? It seems like it's not only an immediate resource for the fan or for those who are trying to stay up on the league, but also an educational one.
0: Exactly, man. Uh, you know, we're here to inform and, and educate. So we, we understand that not everybody who visits our site went through sports business classroom and got this, this once-in-a-lifetime experience from all these mm-hmm. um, industry experts. Some people are just curious. They're you know, like, "Oh, hey, what does this mean? What is this all about?" So, I'll give you an example. So, okay. um, on all of our cap pages, uh, you know, going on here, and you know, at the our at our homepage, we have um this this tab called Cap Central, and under Cap Central, we have the cap sheet for all 30 teams. That's basically where we track how much each player is making and then we kind of project that out for over the next few years for the life of their contract. And at the top, we have a key that has, oh, player option, team option, um, ETO, you know, because all of the um, numbers in here or some of the numbers are color coded. So, you know, if, if it's a, a yellow color, it means they're unrestricted free agent in that year. So for um, unrestricted free agency, I introduced a link to that so if you click on UFA for unrestricted free agent, it takes you to our cap rules page, so you know exactly what that term means and who is eligible to be an unrestricted free agent. And then of course, for oh, restricted, wow. it's the same thing. So we're here to just guide the people, man. It's a lot of complex terms and complex terminology and all that, but you know, we're we're doing our part to help. And uh, you know, we're not we don't pretend to be Larry Kuhn, you know, the cap godfather. You know, he <laughs> has that he has his own lane and stuff, but you know, we're yep. here to kind of like just be a, a, an avenue for people to start, basically. So that's what we're trying to do, man.
1: Dude, I'm honestly so excited for this. I think it's going to be a tremendous resource. Um, by the way, y'all, uh, in general, if you're looking to get uh, from a basic level, the understanding of the business behind basketball, more of the information on the salary cap and and, and basically the transaction information kind of behind the game, as well as, you know, actual current NBA coverage check out business casual basketball um I mean I've I've been listening to a bunch of them <laughs> uh, obviously I'm, I'm plugging this right now because not only does Aaron uh host this show but it's also really good as far as some of that I've been uh lucky enough to have been a guest on the show and it's it's almost like an audio kind of accompaniment in my mind to what I see here because this is this is amazing I was looking at it early and it literally does just kind of break it down in such an easy way that you're able to look see things in advance you know, if you're, especially if you're one of those guys who is action nuts and you're trying to make trades and moves and you want to sound like, you know, you're the smart person in the room. You know what's been going on. Oh, this this guy can't be traded until after this date, whatever the case may be. This is amazing for you to kind of get in and do some research and learn a lot more about the game behind the game, as I like to call it. So, man, you got got to tell us one more time where you can find no trade clause, Aaron, because this, I think, is going to be a game changer.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. So you can find us... Online at notradeclause.com. You know, no spaces or anything in there, just straight up notradeclause.com. And then if you want to find us on uh, Twitter, we have a Twitter page set up that's at notradeclause or notrade underscore clause. And then uh, we're also on Instagram. And I just want to be sure that I have the correct handle for Instagram <laughs> for so you guys sure. to follow us.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> If you want to follow us on
0: Instagram, it's going to be uh, just no trade clause, no caps, no spaces, just no trade clause on Instagram. So we have new posts going up. We have uh, a trade breakdown post already up on Instagram about this trade, an introductory post. So we're just pushing on social, man, trying to get the word out. And, um, you know, we have some illustrations out there. There's a a guy, Ali, on our team that have been making some great graphics. So um, not only are we going to have the website, but we're going to have some pictures and graphics and things like that going out on social that really drives the point home when things like this happen, trades and other transactions. So be sure to check us out on those platforms for more information. And uh, yeah, we're just getting started here, man. Just excited to keep this train going and educate inform the people any way we can.
1: Oh yeah, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go check it out again. Y'all, this is a great resource in general, even more timely right now with what just went down. You're going to want some not only just immediate um, understanding of what's going on, but the long-term ramifications of this deal, seeing the picks as they evolve. I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing. And there's plenty more. I mean, this is before the trade deadline even comes. So this site, you're going to get very used to hearing and knowing the no trade clause. So uh, definitely, man, thank you so much, bro, for coming on with me. Uh, we have to do this again. I love being able to correspond with you on Twitter and Instagram. Y'all. Aaron is a great follow. The guy knows his hoops. He's all about them. And when I say he's all about them, I'm not playing like he's all about them. So definitely make sure to follow him on Twitter at uh, A underscore A-R-O-N-25, Aaron Washington. Make sure to do that. Uh, Listen to the podcast. I'm telling you business casual basketball is awesome. Uh, Listen, Aaron, tell us all the other stuff you do because you you all over the NBA map right now. You you getting up there. Yeah, man. I I try to stay busy in the NBA sphere and uh, just try to get some
0: work out everywhere. So of course... Um, I'm part of No Trade Clause, uh, working with them right now on the website, Um, also with Unwrapped Sports. So, you know, on there and, you know, they've been gracious enough to let me kind of share my podcast on their platform. So, you know, I have Business Casual Basketball going up on there um, every Thursday evening at 530 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Also have the uh, corresponding website to Business Casual. That's bcbasketball.info. Mm-hmm. And then uh, BC basketball too is where I'm found at Twitter and Instagram have my own social media pages on there. So yeah, that's what I'm up to, man. Just trying to, you know, just be involved in NBA any way I can because it's all a lot of fun and there's a lot of great people like yourself that are continuing to push out great content. So just forming relationships and just trying to learn more about this awesome league, man. So thanks again for the opportunity. I'm glad to be on here today with you, man. Always a great time. Uh, love your pod, love everything you're doing and um, just wish you the best going forward, man. Love what you're doing here.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you. I'm hoping we collab you know, in the future in general. This is awesome. And and thank you, man. You're 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 a dope dude, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so listen, appreciate y'all. That, hey, of course, man, of course. <laughs> listen, for Aaron, y'all, I mean, you heard it here. Follow him again at capital A underscore A-R-O-N-25. You know where to find Hoopball, hoop-ball.com on Twitter, at Hoopball Tweets. A lot of great content there. Guess what? Y'all want to know how this all fits from the fantasy side? Guess what? Came in the wrong place because uh, I'm not the person for that. But there are a plethora <laughs> of fantasy experts on HoopBall that can give you all you need to know on who needs to play, who needs to sit, how does this impact your roster from a fantasy perspective. All of that is there, hoop on Twitter, at HoopBallTweets. They just did a live show covering the trade from all angles. Definitely focusing on the fantasy side, so make sure you look at that. Uh, why don't you get involved in Hoopball360 because I got that there too. Everything I'm mentioning in terms of the expert advice and, and who to drop and who to pick up alongside exclusive shows and the bomb Discord chat we got going on. You can follow my little uh, individual little conversation in that Discord chat just talking about NBA hot takes and everything we, we kind of get into. So definitely make sure to check that out as well. But uh, for all of us, everybody, Aaron, myself, Hoopball, all that, we frost. Y'all stay frosty. And we'll talk to y'all real soon. <laughs> All right, y'all.
0: This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.